Blog Talk Radio. Sucker free. That's why the niggas you be with talk down like they don't fuck with me. I get money realistically. And the homies show me love. Groupies wanna lead a club with me. Ain't nothing to a G. Let your hair blow in the breeze. Want some bomb ass weed. Get high, cruise out of Jet B. Do it like I do it for TV. 675 Damier LV. Seven something with tax. And when I'm on the plane, got to carry on the match. Nigga, that's flash shit. Tryna peep game, little homie, just watch this. <laughs> Champagne in my cockpit. Talking about you got a man, mommy, just stop it. Please. As we proceed to give you what you need to roll like I'm on weed. I'm out here living it, out here living it Niggas know that we doing our thing Cause we out here getting it, out here getting it When I rap the game Good evening Trying to 
selling your mood anything, but I was going to talk about your <laughs> Dolphins here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I, you, bro. I feel your pain, brother. I feel your pain. But as you know, if for every team who didn't win the chip last year, um, something had to go wrong along the way, right, whether right. you made a playoffs or not. So the first thing, just get this out of the way, brother. What in your mind went wrong with the 2014 Miami Dolphins? Uh, I think a couple things I've noticed as I was watching during the season. Um, I mean, you know, I think I think some key injuries. We had a couple of injuries in the secondary, and we got a we got a young linebacker core, and we got some good DNs, Cameron Wake, all pro. But um, you know, when the secondary went down, it, it, I think the whole I think the scheme kind of got off a little bit on defense because we were top top six or seven halfway through the season, right. and then once the secondary a couple injuries hit, we started to fall off, um, and and I think that just kind of affected the whole team because I think on the offensive side we we were just kind of turning the corner. You saw some flashes, you know, we saw a couple games where we were able to put up thirty points. I mean, I remember the Bronco game; we actually was in a shootout with Peyton Manning, you know, but at the same time, yeah, the offense but- is still yeah, it's not consistent enough for me. Um, and we also lost some close uh-huh. games. I mean, we lost two games on the final play against Detroit mm. and Green Bay. Right. You know, on the final yeah. play. So if you take those two games in perspective, you know, one play here, one play there, you got a 10-6 and six ball club, you know. And then I think the other thing, too, is I think because they're, you know, because the the, the team being so young, they weren't able to recognize the moment. When, when we played the Ravens, I don't think at that point they realized that that game was going to dictate whether we made the playoffs or not, and they just laid down against the Ravens. Right. It was pretty bad. So yeah. I think they've grown up. I think uh, some of the, that some some veterans had, even like some veterans in the receiver core. Yeah, we got rid of some folks, but I think hopefully they you know they'll turn the corner this year and realize you know the importance of every single game and, and to a certain certain degree every single play, every single play. Right. I'll tell you what, man, because speaking of your season last year, I watched that Ravens game because I was, I was living yep. in, in the D.C. area at the time. And, of course, I'm a Steelers fan, so I'm like, all right, Dolphins, you're at home. You got to pull one for a brother. You got to pull one through right. for a brother. Right, uh, right. Yeah. Because mainly, yeah, because mainly it's out of respect to the Ravens. I mean, I figured we'd be seeing them again in the playoffs. So I was like, "Come on now, come on now. We gotta got to get these cats, man." And but they were a beatable team. Right? Ahead, the Ravens sorry. were good, but they were beatable. And the Dolphins, yeah, you know, I looked at the stats. So. I'm like, "Yeah, they finished in the top 12 in defense and top 15 in offense." So, yeah, but that means that they were just better than average, which means you're going to be in every game to a certain point. It's just, <laughs> right. it's just, right. are you do you got enough heart to pull through and? You know, that game, and then, of course, how we finished the season against the Jets. Oh, my God. Uh, Geno Smith getting a perfect quarterback rating. That was just – that was embarrassing. And that, to me, right there, kind of summed up the whole season. It was just like, you know, where – you know, let's just move on to 2015, and that's where we are. (laughs) So. (laughs) Right, right. I'll tell you what, brother. Shrilbin should have lost his job on the strength of that last game. If you make it any team that makes – Geno Smith looked look immortal. That coach should be fired. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I'm surprised someone's back this year. I'm serious. I'm surprised someone um, got back this year because I, I figured he was going to be broken off, man. 
I I thought that they may go in a different direction. I think the only reason they they they're going to give Filmin another chance this year is because of the whole change in the general management, um, getting rid of Ireland okay. and, and bringing in Tannenbaum. Because I think with all the things, of course, a couple of years ago, what happened with uh, Incognito and all that stuff, all that mess. I think they actually right. liked the way Filmin handled it after he realized the mistake he made. I think they actually was like, okay, he's He's a disciplinarian by trade. He, you know, he lost focus, and I think that, you know, they kept him on from that standpoint. But I think the change at the general management position, I think now they're kind of saying, "Hey, look, Phil, look, look, Joe, we, we, here's the pieces. We went out, we broke the bank, right. we brought in some good veterans, we brought in two, you know, so we should be really, really solid. Now you got to coach these guys and say, hey, it's time to turn the corner.' And I'll be honest with you, I think he would be. I put it this way: If we get off to a slow start, you're gonna hear you're gonna hear the the the, the talk of him being on a hot seat. We gotta get off to a fast right. start for him to be to feel comfortable keeping his job this year. And rightfully so, because the Dolphins. I mean, looking at your team, man, it's not like you guys are scrubs. You guys are very talented, no. you're young, no. and um, you know you guys aren't bad at all. And I think the 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 I think you guys get rid of Mike Wallace. It's a big addition by subtraction. I mean, you still got oh, Lamar yeah. Miller. Ryan Tannehill, I think, is turning the corner. And he threw mm-hmm. over 4,000 yards last season. 12, 20, I'm sorry, 27 touchdowns, only 12 picks. That's pretty damn right. good. So right. it's not like right. you guys aren't there. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I think with the additions of you're so, bringing in a, a, a solid veteran, with the additions, you're bringing in a solid veteran like Greg Jennings, and then you draft a guy like uh, Devontae yeah. Parker and stretch the field, who kind of replaces Mike that Wallace. Was a, great a, cheap, a, cheap, uh, a cheaper version great of Mike pick. Wallace, but also a bigger guy that you can throw to the ball in the red zone. So we we get him off the pup list and right. get him out there going. And then, you know, then you got Kenny Stills, who's kind of, to me, was uh, kind of that, you know, he, he's, I mean, he, him and Landry in that slot position is going to be dangerous. I mean, we can really open it up this year. And Tannehill – what he showed me yeah. last year was, and they started using him more, was his athleticism. They started getting him out, rolling him out, actually letting him do a little bit of read option, you know, a la Russell Wilson, you know what I'm saying? And he's also got the size, mm-hmm. um, to, you know, to, you know to, to, to be in that pocket and throw. The only thing about Tannehill, and, and maybe he's getting this together this year, is his accuracy on the deep ball because him and Wallace just couldn't connect. So I'm hoping that – that's the part of his game because from the standpoint, you know, the short passes and the medium, medium, medium passes, he's pretty solid, man. It's just that deep ball. When we had that chance to hit right. that home run, he was, he was, he was, he wasn't there. I mean, if you look at his stats, he, I think he only had like maybe two or three passes over 50 yards last year, over 40 yards last year, because he just couldn't be it. He just couldn't connect down mm-hmm. the field like that. Maybe some catch and runs, but I don't, I don't, I don't remember ever seeing anything connect on a, like a bomb or anything vertical down the field like that. So that's the thing that I'm looking for this year is that right. we we use that, that receiving core along with Lamar Miller. The offensive line was healthy last year. That was a key. A couple of years ago, the offensive line right. was the injury was the injury injury issue. So if they stay solid and I can keep Mount Pou- and keep Mike Pouncey from talking so much and keep his mouth shut. <laughs> get in trouble every time <laughs> he opens his, his mouth. Yeah, he's not his, not brother, his brother, but he showed sure well with his brother too much for me sometimes. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, they, they, shut they, up they, and block somebody, man. man. Just shut up and 
block somebody. <laughs> yeah. God. Those cats, man, they, they do. They shoot up. I mean, they seem like the whole Florida, Florida culture, this Gator culture, man. But those two cats <laughs> and Hernandez and Riley Cooper. Oh, Lord, Jesus. But anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I won't go there. Um, but let's nah, talk about the defense nah. real quick. One big question. Speaking of the the, the, the big money y'all spent, the Dominican right. State, how do you think it's going to fit right. in and help perhaps help your defense this season? What Sue's going to do, first of all, he, he's going to be – I've already put it in my mind. He's going to be good for one issue this year. So let's just hope that one issue – don't don't get him suspended for four or five games. I know he's gonna do something. <laughs> but what he what he brings to the table uh, though is that he brings a he brings an instant double team at that point of attack. And I think what that's gonna do is it's gonna force teams to have to make a decision on how to block them um, in the run game. I think that was that was our biggest Achilles heel last year. Is runs right up the middle. So I think yeah he's a he's a great pass rusher, but I think. Part of his tenacity and part of his game and his strength is he's actually a, a great, you know, great against the run as well. And I think when you get that double team, now you're going to allow these young, fast linebackers to come in and fill those gaps pretty quickly. And it takes a lot right. of pressure off the DNs. The DNs can now just hammer away and run, and I'll, I'll run. they can do their job to just go after the quarterback because Sue's going to have the middle control. Um, and then we got right. this young kid coming out of Oklahoma, um, Jordan Phillips. Um, who they said that, you know, there were some questions about his motor and is he really, you know, you know, really, you know, going to go after, you know, get after it. Um, if you got a yeah. guy like Sue next to you, you don't have a choice but yeah. to get after it because I'm sure he's going to put it, he's, he's going to look at him hard. and say, look, kid, he's going to make him work hard. So I think that's what that's the biggest yeah. thing. So what that does, that's going to force a lot of teams into that third and eight, third and third and third and eight, third and nine, and, you know, now you're playing into our strength, which is pass rushing and cover. And we got one of the best cover guys in the league, Greg Grimes, and, 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 right. and like I said, all pro pass rushing and camera weight. So that's what I'm I'm hoping that we see a lot of third and eights, a lot of third and nines, and getting getting teams off the field in three and outs. Yeah. I mean, you guys got the tools. I think, I think you know, to your point, your run defense, like last year, betrayed y'all in a huge way. Yep. And I think that Having Sue in there again, he's a hard worker. Say what you want to, what you what you want about in, in Detroit. And by the way, as a side note, I think that Sue wanted out of Detroit, which is probably why he was stumbling yeah, on his hands and feet and stuff. I mean, <laughs> I think he wanted the hell out of there. Yeah, so I think he I, did. I, I think that Miami is a good, a good change of scenery for uh, for the brother. I think he's gonna he's gonna make an impact at least on the on the run defense. So right. I, I think I think I think it's gonna be huge to watch. So you mentioned the draft choices. You also, you know, uh, mentioned how that's going to fit in. So I take it that you—that's a, especially with the draft of the second round pick of Jordan Phillips, who was a first round talent, but he, yep. he's kind of like a knucklehead that dumped dumped him in the second yep. round. So right. I take it that you are pretty pleased with your draft. With your team's draft. I'm pleased with. Yeah, we fill we fill some spots, and what we did is we filled some spots with guys that probably were first and second round talent and got them late. But we also, it was more like depth. I think um, I think we had some good starters, guys that are solid. And mm-hmm. Like I said, guys that are growing into their position, especially in the linebacker core. But 
And the secondary is solid guys. Like I said, when they're not hurt, you know, these guys, they can play. But when you get a guy like Jordan Phillips, like you said, you put him next to Sue in practice, that motor's going to, he's going to turn that motor, he's going to, he's going to get him going. He's going to have him, you know, chasing that ball. And, and, and then you turn around, like I said, Devontae Parker, I mean, people, I'm, I'm, you know, I was curious at what we were going to do in the first round. And when he was there, you know, I was like, you got to take him, you know, because we haven't had a big play guy on our team. I mean, I can't remember, I can't even remember the last big play guy we had. I guess uh, Brandon Marshall, maybe. Uh, you know, since yeah. that, you know, since Brandon right. Marshall, perhaps as far as a big, a big receiver, yeah. So, um, I'm also happy about us getting more depth at running back, you know, because Lamar Miller, you know, he has had a couple of injuries here and there because he runs so hard. I mean, he's one of those guys that just puts his mm-hmm. head down and goes. He's a north, north-south kind of guy, no cuts. He just goes, hits the hole and goes. But you get a guy like uh, J.I.J. That, out, of, out of Memphis, this guy, you know, yeah, his durability yeah. is in question, but, I mean, this guy is six foot, 220 pounds a man, and, and, he, and he can catch out of the backfield. So if you can sprinkle him in, you know, a little bit on third down here, get him some experience early in the season, he might be a good asset for you down, you know, late in the season to kind of relieve Lamar Miller too. So I love that pick as well. And this kid, uh, Tony Lippett, you know, you know, he played receiver. Now he's been switching over to corner. You know, as I say, his athleticism, mm. his hands, his ball skills. He got out of Michigan State. Michigan State had some good D-backs come out the last few years. So they said he's going to be pretty good. They said he'll, he'll be a good guy to kind of stick in that nickel. Um, and get some experience there. So, you know, I think the draft, I mean, we said we we're pretty solid. Got a safety, got an offensive lineman to kind of relieve, you know, relieve some of the pressure, another uh, guy that can play guard and tackle, uh, and Jamil uh, Douglas. So, yeah, the draft, they did well, man. I, I, this is one of the better drafts since I've been a fan. I've seen it in a long wow. time. I, I will, I think, and, and, and like I said, the change in general management. Think about it. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the, the, the proof is in the pudding, as they say. I mean, Tannenbaum is the one thing he can do. He can stick pick talent. I, I got to give him credit for that. He can find talent. So we'll see how it turns right. out, man. I'm a, I'm excited about it. I I can't say I said those words. Got Miami Dolphins and it's in, in like in the same sentence. <laughs> I know. Right? It's been a been a long time, which is sad because you talk about there's a lot of tradition in South Beach. I mean, as far as the Dolphins are concerned, there's a lot of tradition. I mean. The 80s, yeah. the 70s, I mean, yeah. you know, part of the 90s. I mean, that, that, that tradition is there. It's a matter of yeah. getting back to it. I mean, because you guys are still finding search for a franchise quarterback since Dan Marino. Yeah. And that's just yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's been a struggle. Yeah, it's been a struggle. Oh, and like I said, and hopefully, like I said, and Tannehill's got to, I mean, he's got to show it now. I mean, I would never put him in the same breath as RG3. But if you look mm-hmm. at it from a perspective, you know, RG3 has got to prove himself in a different perspective as far as proving his worth in that second pick where from Tannehill's perspective is exactly what you said. This is the first quarterback we've paid like he is. His last name was Marino. So now he has right. pressure on his back to say, here's all this talent around me. I got veteran receivers. I got big play guys. I got solid tight ends. I got all this talent around me. Turn me loose and let's see what happens. And, and you know he's got to he's got to bring it. He has to bring it. And right. in that division against those tough defenses, you know what I'm saying. I mean, as far as what Buffalo is, you know, with Rex Ryan, then you got well, you know, you got uh, the, the Jets, and then the Patriots always going to have Belichick's always got something up his sleeve. 
he's got he can't really go into it with the mindset of I'm just going to get us by and try to win by a couple points. Tannehill's got to bring it. Right. They're going to come after him, and they're going to try to exploit that contract. You know how it is in the NFL. You get that big contract, and then everybody mm-hmm. comes after you. <laughs> everybody comes after you. Right. Gonna come oh, after you're right. You. You're absolutely right, brother. They're going to have the same things happen to Russell Wilson in Seattle, too. So I feel They're going to come so, after him. What, what, what? Yeah, they're going to come after him and uh, try to take Sierra from him. But anyway, um, yep. so this this I'm looking at Tony Lippett here. <laughs> or is it is, is it Lippett or Lippett? Lippett, Lippett. I'm sorry. I think it's Lippett. Yep. Okay, Lippett. Oh, it, uh, it might so be. So why do you think he made yeah. a, It might be, yeah. I was, I, was, I was curious. But, but why, why do you think he made a switch from wide out? You may have touched on this earlier, but why do you think that he made a switch from wide receiver to cornerback? I mean, I know that the Dolphins have six. I'm not completely sure why he made the change, um, but I do know that they said as far as he had already could, he had been playing the dual role, and right, it, you know, it's, it's almost kind of like I think they said from a corner perspective, he's got the natural ability to be a, a great corner. And they said from a receiver standpoint, maybe he was just a little, not necessarily too small, but maybe his route running wasn't as great, I think they were talking about. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing okay. is they said when he's covering people, he's, a, this guy, he's got the natural hip turn, he's got the ball skills, and he's got the instincts. Um, kind of like a, a, you know, like the honey badger out there in Arizona. Um, it's sure. like, yeah, he's got that instinct where he's just a ball hog. And they said that he would be a great, you know, he'll be a pretty good receiver, but a great corner. It's kind of like, I guess, looking at the way Tannehill made his change. <laughs> Decent receiver, <laughs> but probably a better quarterback. So I think that's kind of right. what they were talking about with him. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so the, the only thing I'm worried about as far as your front office goes, though, you guys had a, a good draft. Mm-hmm. Ten a Tenenbaum. I know Tenenbaum's a good talent evaluator. I just that stain of, that memory that stained in my head, right? It, it, it's mm-hmm. like what happened to him in New York. I'm just saying. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe it's a Jets thing. Maybe because after all, Jets is an acronym for just in the season. So maybe that has <laughs> something to do with it. Right. But right. But to your point, he that was a good looking draft. So I'm worried, but just a little worried right now. So so we shall see. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can tell you, I can tell you the thing that I am more worried about. If there is anything to worry about, is like I said before, getting off uh-huh. to a good start. And if you, right, you know, I'm not. They may be jumping ahead, but the schedule really, really allows us to get off to that good start. And as I look down mm-hmm. the line at the schedule, we're going to need to get off to a good start because we got a stretch of three straight games on the road in the middle of the season at New England, at Buffalo, yeah, at Philadelphia, at Philadelphia, yep. and then we get Dallas at home, and then we go to New York. So four out of five weeks, we're going to be on the road against solid opponents, and then the one home game that's big fan is against Dallas. So yep. we got to jump on these first four games. We got Washington, we got Jacksonville, we got Buffalo at home, and the New York Jets at home. Right. And then we go to Tennessee, right. and then we got Houston. We need to come out right. of that five and one. I really think we do. I mean, right. and, and if we, that's just say for kicks. If we come out of this three and three, that's when we're talking about Joe Filman's job being on the on, on the hot seat because 
Right. We gotta get, we gotta jump out to it. And then at the end of the season, they got us a lot. Look at check this out. They got us at the end of the season, hosting New York, hosting Baltimore, <laughs> hosting New York, on the road. I mean, on the road to San Diego, hosting the Colts and hosting New England. So you know, yep, if the playoffs are on the line, which looking at New England situation, they're probably gonna give away a couple games here. Mister Brady uh, can't get uh, can't can't get his act together here with these these four games. Mm-hmm. You know that that last game of that season is going to probably be a full playoff spot, and I'm thinking right. that's what's going to happen. Right. So that's the only thing that you know worries what? me is that the schedule is lining up for us to have to. We got to bring it every week, every week. Right. There is no room for error. Yep. Is there someone in the NFL office that has a sense of humor? Because they're that's, giving you the rain again. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my the god! Just laughing like, are they still gonna break through against Baltimore at home? What's up? <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh, know. Man. But this is oh man. Yeah. Speaking of the Patriots, do you think with the with, with the deflate which I think is much of BS by the way, but that's another story. Um, I agree. I agree. Do you think? Do you think that this is the year that the Dolphins? Is going to challenge the or they're going to challenge the Patriots, have a legit shot, legit chance to challenge the New England Patriots in the AFC East. With all the talent that you have, the way the schedule lays out for you the first half of the season, with Tom Brady being out for the first four, as it stands now, the first four games of the season, do you do you is, should this be the time that they, they the Dolphins should challenge New England in in the AFC East? If it's not this year, what the planets are lining the way they are, you got arguably the best quarterback in football to date, possibly on a four-game suspension. You have right. all the talent. You got the top free agent defensive player, if not the top free agent player, um, signed to your team, and you you bring back a pretty solid team. Like, we didn't really lose. I mean, as far as itself for the receiving core, to me, I felt like we upgraded. Then you bring back, you know, all the play, the pieces on the defense and all the pieces on the offensive line and the running back. And, oh, by the way, if I'm not mistaken, we've split with the Patriots the last three years. So we can beat them. Right. <laughs> this has to be here. It has to be the year. But the key is winning those games, like I was saying last year, to lose to the Detroit Lions on the last play. I get it, Matthew Stafford. I mean, he's good, but, just, you know, you got to knock the ball down. And then you got Aaron Rodgers. You know, I know he's good, but, you know, you got mm-hmm. to win those games. If you're going to beat the Patriots in that division, you got to win a game every now and then against Aaron Rodgers. You got to win – a game every now and then against the Peyton Man. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you look at the, the elite quarterback right. or the quarterbacks that made the playoffs, single one of them. We lost to Flacco. We lost to Manning. We lost to Rodgers. We lost to Stafford. You see what I'm saying? We lost to Brady one time. We lose to those top quarterbacks. I believe we lost to the Steelers right. as well. So yeah. that's the key is can we play against the elite guys? We can beat up on Jacksonville and the Houston Texans and, and the Tennessee Titans. We'll beat them. But can we beat the top guys, those teams with those top guys, and I think this year we're gonna. We, we ha- I think we can do it. I think we can do it. If anything, if there's two teams that come out of the East, I guarantee I'm I'm I'm, I'm saying that we're gonna probably be one of them. I think we can get to that ten win mark. 
Um, and mm-hmm. I think that Tim Wilmot could be good enough to get at least a wild card. I think it will. Nice. So I'm looking will. at the schedule now. I'm looking at the schedule now to your point, and I'm just going from the top. I'm just going to skim right through it right quick. Okay. Yeah, the Redskins, that should be a win. The Redskins right. should, should be a win. That should be a win for you guys. If you guys right. – I'm just saying this. I'm just throwing it out there. Go ahead. If you guys have trouble against the Redskins, if if, if, if Silver's not fired as soon as he walks off the field, I don't know what's up. I'll bet the wall. But exactly. But you guys should beat Washington. You'll see a special special edition of the Double S Project if we lose to the Redskins. You're going to see a special edition. I don't care if it's on the road. You're going to see a special edition. Tune in. Everybody listening, tune in to see me absolutely go ballistic. Oh, you know what? Your girl lady, she chewed me out last year. I know I'm not going to get off topic here, but she chewed me out last year when I had an epic rant when my Steelers were losing to the Titans before we pulled it out. And she just lit me up on Facebook. She's like, yeah, man. Get the hell up and clean your damn your trophy. But anyway, yeah, she was trying to come out soon to do that with you. Um, yeah. Okay. So you guys should win your first two games. Guys should beat Buffalo at home. Guys should beat the Giants at home. Guys should win at the Titans. You should beat the Texans at home. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's six games. It's not a stretch to be six and zero after that. Seriously, it's not a stretch no. to be six and zero after that. At the worst no. case. At the worst case, five and one, we might wind up flipping up against the uh, the Buffalo Bills for some reason. I'm thinking, but but other than mm-hmm. that, 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 five and one. But when we get New England in week eight, man, you know who Brady's right. gonna be. <laughs> and it's a it's a yeah, <laughs> and, it's, and it's a Thursday it's a wrap, night game. So we <laughs> and we don't do and we don't play well. I mean, prime time games, man. Let me tell you what. It, it used to be fun back in the day with the Marino. Monday night games and right. all the primetime games. I don't know what we be doing. Some, some primetime games is just tough for the Dolphins these days. Boy. So that's going to be a tough one right there. Mm-hmm. I, I, may, I, may have to, I may say we might probably lose that one. I think New England will probably get us in that one. <laughs> but like you say, I well, mean, you tell me after week eight, I'm 6-1, and one, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good. I'm feeling real yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Plus, you guys. Division rivalries, you guys don't fare where in Buffalo for some reason. I mean, like yeah. I said, it's a division rivalry thing. Yeah, Philly, mm-hmm. hosting the Cowboys, at the Jets. You should beat the Jets again. You're hosting the Ravens again. Someone has to sit your humor up there, giving you all the Ravens three years in a row. Then, and then you host the, the Giants, Giants on Monday, Monday night. night. The Giants could wow. stink this year. So, I, you, you guys, you guys well, should beat the Giants. Um, oh, is this the year? Oh, look, oh, is this the year Eli, I mean, Eli remembers to be a quarterback? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no one's about that. Dude, dude, dude. <laughs> you, myself, Previn, and Dwayne could rack up five seconds against the offensive line. That's our better offensive line. Okay. So <laughs> hey, who's their running back this year? Anyway, like I said, who's their running back? We'll get off topic. Who's their running back this year? It's like everybody that puts on a giant oh. uniform as a running back gets hurt. Or out for the year, out for their career. Skippy White. I wouldn't want to be <laughs> Skippy White's his name. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't oh, matter anymore. Oh, man. So, look at it. Without going to the last three games of the season, let's break it down like this. At the worst, let's just, let's just play hypotheticals here. At the worst, you start 5-1. That means okay. to get the 10-6, and six, 
you guys guys have to go 500 the rest of the way against yep. starting with uh, the Patriots. The rest of the way mm-hmm. have to go 500 to go to 10 and 6. Yep. That could be done. That could be done. That's doable. Again, it's very doable. Yes. Yes. So you guys have to do you know I'm getting that right. Not to sound like Stephen A. Smith, but you've got to get it done. You've got you to get it done this year, man. It's laid out. Yeah. You like that impression, don't you? Uh, but you, but it, you have to do it this year. You guys have no excuses. You're talented. You got a future stud at quarterback. Philbin, got to get it done, bro. You got you brought in the the uh, uh, Sue to help that defense, at least in the run game, defensive run game. No excuses. I don't none. There's only there's only two, maybe three offenses that scare me to the point where we may, you know, we may have to, you know, I mean, we got to bring our A game. And those are all at the end of the season, mm-hmm. the last three games. The, I mean, of course, New England, right. we, get them, we got them early on. But what I'm saying is, you know, as good as, it, you know, Philadelphia, I don't see Philly, I don't see us struggling against that offense. I think we'll be fine because it's going to be a run-based offense and we're going to stop the run. As good as Dallas can mm-hmm. be, I honestly think Dallas takes a step back this year. I think they go right yeah. back to where they were. I don't. I don't. I mean, you, you putting all your egg, you know, eggs in the basket with 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 Darren with Darren McFadden. I mean, really? I mean, <laughs> this yeah. guy. I mean, you know. So right. what I'm saying is, like you said, we got to get it done. And I think the biggest thing what it is is that those veterans that are been on the team now for about four or five years, like a, like a Cameron Wake. You know, I, I I would love to hear his speeches in these rooms now because I'm sure that he's looking up saying, even Mike Pouncey for that matter, you know, looking up saying, hey, we think we've been getting, you know, we've been getting paid a lot of good money the last four or five years just to be mediocre. Let's go ahead and take this to the next level. I mean, we got the pieces. They're all here. They're all here. There's nothing. If you look at every position that we have, the only question mark you really have is the core, but when you have a good off defensive line and a great secondary, that linebacker core is going to shine relative to both of those those line, you know the line protecting them and and the secondary protecting you know the backside. So the linebackers gonna just be free to go after the ball. And like I said, all the pieces are there. Like I said, all the pieces are there. We top, like I said, top twelve in defense, and that's only because we fell off the last three or four games. We were top ten all season, and the offense. Right. I think you get can get to a top ten level as well, and you got top ten offense, top ten defense. You know that to me is a playoff formula. You got to get, like you said, we got to get it done. You have to get it done to try to watch every game because I anticipate us really getting it, getting it done. Hopefully, like I said, I don't, I don't want any All special right. editions of double S <laughs> double S project, but I'm a I'm a hold myself to that. <laughs> a couple of different weeks here when I okay. look up, I'm a. We're going to, you know, like the Tennessee week at Tennessee. I'm a, I, you know, it might be a special edition one day. Right. We'll do that one and a couple of other ones here. So oh, uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> I would definitely <laughs> let you know, man. That sounds good, brother. You know I'll be watching. So, anyway, hey, man, good luck to your boys this year. I think you guys are in for this big things. Again, you got to get it done. But thanks again for joining us, man, joining me on this podcast. It was fun. I'll be checking you out through, throughout the season, man. Yeah, man, and like I said, you know, anytime you want to jump on there with the, with everybody, man, you know you're welcome to call in at any point in time, man. Especially need to do that. I've been slipping on that. I need to do that, mess too. I need to do that joint. So I'll definitely. Yeah, we going. I definitely would. Do yeah, that. we do. 
we doing a lot more, doing a lot of, uh, of going uh, more live this year too. So it would be fun to get you on there. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll hook up cool. with you. All right, thanks a lot, Pete. Hey, appreciate you. All right, peace out. Bye. This is my man Pete Dukes. Uh, I meant to ask him if he was related to Jamie Dukes, that of the NFL Network fame. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, I enjoyed that talk about the Miami Dolphins again. The Dolphins are very talented. Especially for this season, having the Dominican Sue in the fold on defense, Ryan Tannehill getting a fat contract, and it's improved for the improvement the last few seasons. Gotta get it done, Coach Philbin. Gotta get it done. Anyway, we're gonna keep the party going tomorrow. This fan podcast is with my beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. That would be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm fired up about that. Not so much about the Sean Swisham injury, but whatever. But anyway. Thank you for tuning in. This is Scott Perth, the Clown Hour. Signing off. 06. Nice.